Hey cuties, I'm Mimi Robinson and welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? All right, so we got a lot to cover on today. So we're going to get started with some Hollywood and headlines. So the first thing is uh, Representative Elijah Cummings died on October 17th. He was 68 years old and he had been sick for a while and just ultimately succumbed to his health challenges. Uh, Elijah, uh, Elijah Cummings was a Democratic con congressman. He represented the state of Maryland, which is my state, um, in the 7th Congressional District. And he had done so since the 90s, like late 90s. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, he was the chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. That is the committee involved in the impeachment inquiry of your president. Okay. Um, so he lied in state at Morgan State uh, University in Baltimore. They had like, I mean, he was there all day. They had a public viewing and then they had a special tribute service, um, which also included our forever president, um, Barack Obama, who also spoke at, um, at the tribute service. And then after that, he lied in state, um, I think it was on Thursday at the National Statuary Hall of the U.S. Capitol. Um, so he was honored for several days. Um, I saw some clips of like, just to kind of recap, his wife um, had some really, really impressive words. Uh, I'm always, I always admire people who are able to kind of push past their grief in that moment to speak. I think that says a lot about a person. All right. So that's a big loss for us, um, especially in politics. So let's move on to the Red Table Talk. Now I'm behind on a Red Table Talk. I don't think I quite realized that they came back in September, so I wasn't ready. But I've been catching up. So I watched the episode with Chelsea Handler and the topic is white privilege. Uh, I'm assuming you know who Ch Chelsea Handler is. She's a comedian. She was a late night TV host. And I don't know what else, uh, what other white people things that she does. But I know she dated 50 Cent at one point, And it was like, it was a whole bunch of stuff going on. Okay, but let's get into this episode. So she's talking about, she has some sort of documentary or movie or something or another that she was working on. And she was trying to kind of like unpack this white privilege conversation. Now, she is well aware of her white privilege, so she wasn't acting like it was a thing. But she was interviewing other white people and talking to them. And uh, the clip they show, it's kind of hard not to like just feel a way about it because there were lots of white women who were like, oh, I don't think white privilege is a thing and everyone has the same opportunities. Uh, oh, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Anyway. The most shocking part of this Red Table Talk episode is, so Chelsea's telling a story and she had gone out somewhere and she was, uh, there was music going on, right? So there was a woman who she said had a beautiful voice. So she decided to go up and talk to her after her performance. She complimented the woman, told her, you know, how incredible her voice was, how she enjoyed her performance. And then she slapped her on the butt. Bitch, you did what? Who the fuck does that? So Jada and her, sis her sister and her mother are looking at her like, you got me fucked up. Like, who does that? What kind of person does that? 
And so Chelsea said the black lady checked her and good for her. She said she checked her right in that very moment. She let her know that black women have been objectified by our bodies um, all of our lives. And that is not okay. Now, Chelsea received what the lady said. But in the same token, she was like she didn't see it as wrong. It was kind of something she had done in her life. So apparently she smacked like other women, not necessarily just black women, on a butt in jest and whatever. (sighs) White people going white. I was floored when I heard her say that. And you could see how Jada and her mom were taken aback. Like, girl, for real, in your real life, you actually did that? Let's be very clear. The only acceptable thanks you can give to someone by smacking them on the ass is the person you share a bed with. My husband smacks me on the ass all the time. I absolutely adore it. However, he is my husband. That ain't how you say thanks to anybody else other than your partner. Who does that? So if you get a chance, go check out the Red Table Talk. It's a Facebook watch show. And specifically, I have seen almost all of the episodes. I told y'all I'm getting caught up. But the episodes are always good. They already always start provoking. But this one, I wanted to fight for her. And I don't even know who the black lady was. She smacked on ass. Moving on. So NASA had an all-woman spacewalk. Now, on the last episode, I told y'all how I'm, I am sick of this being the first black woman this, the first black man that, the first woman this. We cruising real close into 2020. Why is this still happening? Why is there a first? So this is... Uh, So they've had plenty of spacewalks, right? And they included men and women. But for whatever reason, this one was just only women. So um, they've had a part, but this was solely women. And that's monumental. Why? Because it's never happened before. As ridiculous as that sounds. Um, So yeah, that was pretty dope. It was all white women, but it was women nevertheless. So kudos to them. Um, Sierra. So Sierra was named the creative director for Nike and Jordan's fall kids collection at finish line. Now I am excited. I own a pair of Jordans and I also wear kids sizes. So I hope she comes up with something really creative and really dope. Cause I told y'all I'm a sneakerhead now. Get into it. By the by, I ordered me a fresh pair of sneakers. I cannot wait for them to arrive. All right, moving on. Nicki Minaj got married. So what? Moving on. Suge Knight. So I have learned a lot of things about Suge Knight just from being around when he was at the height of death row and I've watched the Michelle documentary. I know that he ran over somebody and he's doing time. All of these things. What I didn't know that I just learned, he signed over his life rights to Ray J. Did you get that? Ray J. Brandy's little brother. The one who put Kim Kardashian and her whole family on his back, literally, because Kim was on her back. Yes. So while I was shocked, um, I think this was on TMZ. We're going to circle back around to TMZ a little bit later. We're going to put a pin in that. Anyway, so they also talked to uh, Suge Knight's son and he was like, Ray J is a longtime family friend and neighbor and that he and Suge have always been tight. So Suge's in jail again. I don't know how long he's going to be in there, but I think it's a minute. And so 
he gave Ray J permission to tell his story, trusting that he is going to tell it in whatever light that he, Suge Knight, would be um, pleased with. Can't wait to see how that comes out. Lizzo, did you take a DNA test and find out you 100% that bitch? Well, Lizzo found out again she was that bitch. So her Truth Hurts has been making history. It is tied with Iggy Azalea's Fancy, which also features Charlie XCX for the longest running number one rap song by a female. Lizzo is having her best year ever. Oh my God. Like, oh, she's on a hot 100. Now, if she continues, if this continues for one more week, then she will be the longest running female with the number one rap song of all time. So there's some others that have kind of peaked in this. So Lauren Hill, Do Wop That Thing, used to be a chart topper. Uh, Lil' Kim, Lady Marmalade, Shauna, Stand Up. I feel like I don't know who or what that is, but I might. Iggy Azalea Fancy already uh, mentioned that. And then previously, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. Kudos to Lizzo. So back to Ray J, (laughs) y'all. So Ray J and his wife, Princess, just uh, shared their gender reveal. So because they fancy and they like to do all of the things, they did a gender reveal via an airplane. So Princess was not comfortable with her and baby Melody going along for the ride. So they let Ray J do it by himself. And the airplane just shot out blue smoke. So congratulations to them. They are having a baby boy that is due in January 2020. I love their family. I think their family is so freaking cute. Uh, I am a longtime fan of Ray J, not necessarily for his music, but I, he's just a likable person. He reminds me of Safari, just a likable person. On top of that, I mean, he is single-handedly saving, loving hip-hop Hollywood, but he's got Raytronics, and so he's got earbuds, and he's got glasses, and he's got scooty bikes, and he is just an entrepreneur, and he didn't let that whole Brandy's brother get in the way of him doing what he wants. Um, obviously, he single-handedly put the Kardashians on the map on his back because Kim was on her back. Like, all of those things. Um, but he just keeps going. He is just a fucking likable person. He got some shit with him. But um, he's really grown and matured a lot. And that's pretty cool to see. All right. It is TV time. Ha All right. So I think we got a quite, we got quite a bit of TV to talk about. Not too terrible. Okay, so let's start with Facts of Life Reunion. Did you know that was the thing? So depending on how old you are, you may or may not even know what the goddamn Facts of Life is. So it was a show, it was an 80s TV show. Um, so the Facts of Life cast, Blair, Tootie, Natalie, and Joe are reportedly reuniting for a holiday special. Now, I'm not a corny uh, white people or even a Lifetime or Hallmark kind of Christmas movie watcher, but I love Facts of Life and I love the cast and so I plan to tune in. So the holiday special is called You Light Up My Christmas and it's supposed to air on December 1st. So Lifetime said that the film will center around Phil's character, Tootie who returns home before Christmas and reconnects with an old love interest. Dun, dun, dun. We'll have to see how that goes. And then for those of you in the cheap seats, The Facts of Life was a spinoff of another popular 80s show, Different Strokes. Um, Classics, just fucking classics. All right, Blackish. So I told you we were going to talk about the Blackish Girlfriends reunion show that was titled The Feminist Episode. 
<sighs> same shit, different day. It was a cute re- reunion episode. It was a cute crossover episode. And of course, Rainbow and her good good heart um, was working with these white ladies in the name of being uh, a feminist. So there was a lot of talk on the episode of what a feminist is and what kind of, I guess, characteristics one has to possess to be a feminist. Um, so she's working with this white lady and they're doing great things for womanhood and all of that. And she realized the very thing that we all know. It sounds good to some, don't come for me, for some white women to get on this woman's movement, right? So we had the women's march. But when it comes to the specific issues and the idiosyncrasies that we deal with as black women, where are they? Nowhere to be seen. And that's exactly what Rainbow had to learn in the episode. So she called in for reinforcement and they were her girlfriends. And just like our girlfriends, they ride or die. They got our back when it seems like nobody else does. Um, I love that on Blackish, they aren't afraid to go there on the topics. I hope that it fosters conversation in the homes that need to have this conversation. Um, But it was a cute episode. It was nice to see the girls back together again. And so kudos to them. All right, Power. I think Power was on a break because it didn't come on last week. But it ended with Lakeisha dying. And I don't know about you, but I didn't care about this phony, dramatic-ass struggle she had with Tasha that led to her demise. Whatever. Now, the meat of this story is that Grey's Anatomy star, y'all know I'm a Grey's Anatomy junkie, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Dr. Jackson Avery, is going to be on the October 27th episode of uh, Power. Not only is he going to be on there, he is playing Kadeem. He is an ex-lover of Lakeisha, played by Lala, and the father of her son, Cash. I saw a picture. He was all tatted up around the neck. Mm. He was a bad boy. Um, So supposedly in the scene, you see him and Tommy kind of mourning Keisha's death. And I assume they, they are going to then plot to get revenge on whatever, because obviously they don't know that Tasha killed her. So can't wait to see how that shakes up. I'm sure everybody will be talking about it because, you know, folks love to be the first to catch the new episode of Power. Whatever. All right. Dion Cole. Have you watched his Netflix stand up? I have never watched Dion Cole do comedy. Absolutely adore him on Blackfish. He Blackfish on Blackish. He is funny as hell. Sometimes it's just his facial expressions, his perceived ignorance. I don't know. Hilarious. Okay. Um. So he's got a Netflix stand-up special and it's good. Like I laughed out loud most of the stand-up. So if you haven't watched it, do watch it. Let me know what you think. Hashtag Mimi said what so we can talk about it. Definitely a worthy view. All right. So let's get back to TMZ. I told you we were going to put a pin in it. So this week, last week, this week, TMZ fired Van Lathan. So if you don't know who Van is, he's a down-ass black guy. He's the one who read Kanye for filth when he was on there ranting and raving about slavery is not a thing and all of that. To me, Van makes TMZ. You need a young-ish black perspective from someone who is not a brown noser and not afraid to keep it real. Van is solid in his opinions and his positions and they need him. So they fired him though. So apparently him and Michael Babcock, which is a white dude with black hair, um, 
they were on this is according to page six so they were doing their tmz online show and it was live and they had some sort of disagreement um there was an on-air face off that tmz has since edited and they say that it was they were going back and forth over politics i don't know what was said um but the tmz's attorney met with a van and initially they had suspended him and then a few days later they let him go van is gonna be okay van is most certainly going to be okay so he has a podcast it's called the red pill and he has a lot of dope guests a lot of hollywood guests um i think he's very respected in the communications field arena space journalism and all of that um they didn't fire the white dude though um I would love to see the video of what transpired. And I have a feeling that there's a reason that we haven't and we won't. Um, But Van made TMZ. So sorry to see him go. The show um, won't be the same. I generally catch it in the evening. So I'm sure they won't miss my view. So what else? So let's talk about The Real. So I don't watch The Real on a regular basis. Um, I do like the show. So when I'm working from home or just at home, I'll watch it if it's on so they had um actress and singer tisha campbell on there and she was co-hosting the show now during this episode they bring out a lady named ellen ellen comes out and she is looking to me so someone reached out so okay wait let me back up so ellen is on the show because the show called her and said we understand someone has been looking for you and we want to reunite you with that someone on the show so she accepts so that's the whole segment part about this lady named Ellen so Ellen says that three years prior she got a phone call from a genealogist that asked if she wanted to meet someone from her past now I don't know about you but I got a hard no whoever it is if I ain't met him I'm not interested in meeting him don't want to don't need to Anyway, so at that time, she pretty much told a lady the same thing. She's like, nah, there's nobody that I need to meet from my past. She said she was happily married and she was good. So then she don't hear back from the lady, right? So then about a year ago, the lady calls her back. She ballsy, ain't she? She was white. So she calls her back and she's pretty much like, you know, I called you some years ago and I told you you were adopted. And the girl is like, what? You did not tell me I was adopted? This woman was 49 years old, y'all, and she did not know she was adopted. Now, they didn't give any additional backstory, so I don't know if her adoptive parents were living or not living or why nobody told her she was adopted, but that was the case. So at 49 years of age, she didn't live half of her life at best, and she didn't know she was adopted. So she's now 50, and she finds out. So the lady convinces her, um to take a dna test so she's like you know someone's looking for you if you are not adopted if this if you are not the person then we can settle this via dna test i'll go away i'll leave you alone so she said okay and she did it so um they're all sitting on a couch and they're talking now like i said she knew she was coming to meet this person so it was a sister she was told and so tisha campbell is sitting next to her and she was like um, if I was in your shoes, I'd have some questions about this sister, like, you know, about meeting her. Like, is she a crackhead? Y'all, she legit said she want to know if the girl, if the sister she was there to meet was a crackhead and I died laughing, but I feel her. <laughs> and then she said, um, 
I would also hope that she likes me. And she turned to the woman, Ellen, and said to her that she was the person looking for her. She is her sister. Y'all, my mind was blown. I audience mind was blown. Everybody on the episode was teary. And they had like this really, really tight embrace. And they hugged and cried like babies. And she was shocked. Like, so Tisha said she found out when she was like 33 that she had a long lost sister who had been adopted. Now, Tisha also has a brother. Her brother, so all of them share the same father. So the brother was born first, and I'm assuming that their dad was with his mom. And then years later, the dad got with Tisha's mom, and they got married and had Tisha. But then there is this lady, Ellen, that they just met for the first time. Now, she didn't say how Ellen came to be. I don't know how old Tisha Campbell is, so I'm not sure if... Ellen came before her or what what she did say was that Ellen Ellen's mom gave uh nope Tisha is older so Tisha is 51 she just had a birthday last week like me hey so she's 51 and this girl is 50 so um apparently there was some cheating taking place but the Ellen who is the new adoptive sister, her mom gave her up for adoption because she was now a single parent. She already had one child and she figured if she gave her child up for adoption, she'd have a greater chance of having a life that she could not afford for her. Honorable, not a big deal. So Tisha and her brother have a good relationship. The crazy thing is the brother and the newfound sister, Ellen, are 100% siblings. They have the same mom and the same dad. How crazy is that? Um, so Tisha said the brother had known that he had a sister had, that had been put up for adoption since he was 18 years old. And so together he and Tisha had been looking for her and it was really hard. So the adopted sister, Ellen, and now the brother, I forget what she said the brother's name was. Um, their mom's name is Laverne. So apparently some years ago, Laverne had been sick and they were hoping to find this adopted sister before their mother Laverne died but she died before it happened and they had kind of just promised her that they were going to find her and so they finally found her it was a really really sweet reunion a jaw-dropping reunion a tearful reunion but it was so freaking cute so Lonnie was trying to cut the tension and she was like all these years you was Martin and watching Martin and you ain't even know Tisha was your sister Oh, really funny and really cute. Um, So beyond that, it wasn't a lot of backstory because I was watching. I love watching stuff like that. And I had questions, but I guess we will never, ever know. Okay, so let's talk events. So I told you that I attended the Fat Posh Mom Prom last week and I was going to give y'all a full recap. So shout out to Catrice Pardo at The Funny Mama. Look her up, follow her, show her love. She is funny. Um, she shares just the uncute side of parenting that is very real and honest, the side that we can relate to that doesn't require you to put on airs to be the perfect mom. So Fet Posh, you can also follow them. So Fet Posh is F-E-T-E underscore Posh on Instagram. And it was a mom prom and it was so cute. So it was black tie. It was at this dope little spot in D.C. 
And they pulled out all of the stops. Catrice and her best friends and their team killed it in every single way. So when you arrived, um, we got a corsage because that was VIP. Ow, ow, ow. So we got corsages because that's what you get at prom, right? So cute. That was like the first thing we got when we walked in. And so they had food going around. They had food just set up in the corner where you could eat. Like the food was plenty and it was good food. We had lamb chops and crab uh, salad meat combination on crackers. It was a lot. It was a lot, a lot of food. And it was all like really, really good food too. Of course, we had to cut our gut, uh, coat our guts because the event was sponsored by Tito's. So if you got an event sponsored by Tito's, you know, you need some substantial food to keep us going so they had these pretty um just like photo op spots right so they had this fringe wall that took them like three three weeks to make it was diy it was dope as hell um they worked with the cotton catalyst and she had this really nice etched plastic it kind of looked like glass and it said the funny mama um and when you took your pictures so because it was the mom prom most People came with another mom as their date. But for pictures, they had dates and they called them daddies. Um, so there were three daddies that you could uh, take your picture with if you wanted to. <laughs> and their sole purpose for the night was to take pictures. They sat there in a chair until somebody called their number and was like, yeah, get in my picture. And then that was it. It was really cute. We danced to 90s music, to early 2000 music. When I say we back that ass up, if you saw my Insta stories, then you know exactly what I mean. It was just a good time, though. It was a chance to get all cute, to leave the men, uh, the women, how you doing, um, the children, the whoever's at home, and just enjoy the company of other women. Uh, the energy was pure. It was refreshing. Um, there were moms there that I already knew. And then I met some new moms, but everybody was open. Um, I hate to hear people say, oh, women don't get along. We do. If you don't know women who get along, then you fucking with the wrong bitches, okay? You in a wrong pool. Because that place, everybody got along. We danced, we laughed, we kikied. Oh my God. So my favorite part of the night was because women, moms, and hospitals and a favorite thing to acquire from the hospital, aside from baby diapers and swaddling towels, are the socks. So they brought out hospital socks. Oh my God. You would have thought they had brought out candy the way we attacked them for some hospital socks. So while you were in your cute dress, you got to kick off your heels, you know, so you can live your best life. So you could really drop down and get your ego on. It was a good time. So shout out to Catrice, the funny mama and her crew for putting on a dope event. Uh, I am working on doing a recap. So I'll do a full recap on MimiCuteLips.com. And I know that they have already been posting pictures and stuff. There will be a Fat Posh Mom Prom 2020. So do govern yourself accordingly. You don't want to miss it. I promise. All right, so in the name of other events, not really events, but an event, so not a personal event, but Gabby Bose is officially in Target. So Gabby is a 12-year-old young lady, a little black girl magic. I guess I should have put this in the black girl magic section. All right, this is the black girl magic section, and we're going to talk about Gabby, uh, Gabrielle Goodwin. So she is 12 years old, and she's been an entrepreneur for a minute her product is called Gabby Bows, and what it is are hair bows that are non-slip. So you have 
it's a rite of passage of black girls. So I used to have hair bows in my hair and I would go out and I'd play and I'd come home and my twist of my braid was unraveled because my bows had come off. Well, the Gabby bows prevent that from happening. They are geared to little girls with all textures. Um, in particular, G Gabby's a black girl. Um, but they're great for fine hair. It's probably especially fine hair because hair bows are hard to stay on fine hair. So um, Gabby has been working Gabby bows for a minute and she officially has a deal in Target. So you can go to your local Target and purchase her product. Do support her. Go in. Even if you don't have a little girl, maybe you just see them. Just take a picture and post them to the gram and tag Gabby Bows. I'm sure she would just love to see the support. And I love a little entrepreneur. I love a little black girl entrepreneur. But that is an incredible stride. So kudos to Gabby for getting in Target. Y'all know I love me some Target. Me and little cute lips are going to Target so we can take a photo op and buy a couple of packs of bows. Okay, we almost there, y'all. So let's talk about some things that have been trending. So please tell me you have heard about Pastor David E. Wilson. Oh, I feel like using the word pastor should be in air quotes. So last week, a video of Pastor Wilson went viral as he was um, eating some girl's cooch. Um, yeah, live on camera. And all I want to know is, sir, how did we get here? Now, the crazy thing is, this wasn't his wife. He got a wife, but that wasn't a chick in the video. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> Pastor Wilson is the senior pastor of Bible Way Ministries and World Outreach in Texas. And he is taking this outreach part real far. Now, if this is your church home, I'm a highly recommend that you seek another. I'm just saying, if you are fine with your pastor performing a kind of lingus on another woman on camera, then I guess, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> Hoes gonna hoe. So the video was out there so i have a habit of just seeing like the set same headlines over and over and over again on social media and i ignore them now i'll recognize a little thumbnail but i don't always click on them so this was one of them but then i began to see like the comments or the captions that people were leaving before sharing said video and i was like wait what now what's even crazy is this man is legit giving oral to a woman on camera. Now you can't see her face. You can wholeheartedly see his face. And apparently the video had been up and it had been posted on various sites. They're all down, but you can find it on Pornhub. Yup, for free. Before you even get pastor fully typed out, that joint pops up. Ugh, the crazier thing is there were other pastors that came out doing videos, just face-to-face -face videos in support of him. You are a married man, get it how you live. Even if you're not a married man, get it how you live. That's your choice. But why do we need a video? You can't be out here professing to be shepherding the Lord's people acting like this. At minimum, this is adultery. 
this ain't your wife, sir. Were there not other ways? So allegedly the side piece was mad that he didn't want to leave his wife. And so using the camera was a regular thing for them. And she decided to put it out there. This might be the messiest story ever, ever. What's even crazier is women were like, ooh, where his church at? I'm going to be right in his congregation on Sunday. For what? You, you, you trying to get chose? <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, if you haven't seen it, you're welcome. All right. This is like a rant for my week. Um, definitely a topic that's been trending. So always feminine products. Always makes maxi pads, other feminine products, washes, wipes, whatever. And so they have decided that they are going to remove the female symbol from their packaging. Now, I've known about Always and their brand since I was a teenager. Obviously, I'm 40 now. And I never even recognized that the women's symbol was a part of their branding on their products. Hmm. Me and a lot of other women. So here's the thing, though. They are removing it in the name of gender equality. Now, I'm all about getting it how you live, right? Do you? I don't care who you're sexually attracted to. That has no bearings on my life. What I do understand is when you infringe upon the personal rights of one, it opens the door for you to infringe upon the personal rights of others. And that's why I am a supporter. Because if you start digging into other people's stuff, soon enough, you're going to come around to digging into something that has to do with my backyard. But I feel like we've gone too far. Now, I understand that they have become really liberal in this gender 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 identity right so you have women who don't want to be referred to as women you they don't want to be referred as men and you have cis women and all of these and honestly i don't even fully understand the definition of all of these things and i don't feel like i need to but i have an issue with this so if you're a trans woman right you desire to be a woman you feel like a woman. You identify as a woman. So why the fuck would you have a problem with the woman symbol on your products? Isn't that what you want? That's not the goal? Like, I don't get it. On top of that, feminine products, right? Maxi pads for your menstrual cycle, your period, your monthly, your aunt flow, your whatever. I don't care how you identify. That's not something you can change. I don't care at how much you identify as a woman. You're not going to suddenly start having a period. You're not going to start shedding the lining. Like, that's not a thing. You could have a penis made into a vagina. But are they giving out ovaries and fallopian tubes and you shedding linings monthly? Because if so, then I miss that part. I don't understand. I feel like this has gone too far. Now... How is the, the, the woman symbol offending anyone on these, beauty, these feminine products? How? Help me understand. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't feel like I am, but maybe I am. Give me a different perspective because right now I don't see it. Also, this is shit they only do to women. Because you got women out here that identify as men and they want to be called us and we and them and all these other pronouns. But I don't see products, male products, changing their whole branding and restructuring 
to accommodate the women who identify as men. So why are we doing it? Why are we as women always the ones that got to give in to what somebody else wants? Is it ever just about us? Is that not allowed? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't use always products and I haven't probably since I was a teenager. But if I did, I would quit them. Matter of fact, a lot of women have taken to their social media and said like, yeah, I'm not down with this. This isn't cool. I'm not going buy your products. And these aren't people who are anti-gay or transgender. That's not even what this is about, honestly. It's, it's a much bigger thing involved here like what are you thinking so earlier I decided okay let me go on there I went on their Instagram I wanted to see what their Instagram was looking like right I wanted to see the pictures the products all of that and I wanted to read the comments I wanted to know what other women were saying and how they were feeling and they were ranting (laughs) it was a full-on revolt and I wasn't mad at them at all they were pretty much like, how dare you? You're, you you've built a base, um, a, a, a woman base, right? Because you, your, your target demographic up to this point um, had always been women. So the very thing that you have built your brand on, you're now ostracizing. Why would you do that? Do you think men are spending all this money? on feminine product, uh, products? Do you think men who identify as women are gonna spend all this money on feminine products? Maybe they do use panty liners. Maybe, I have no idea, but large in part, I can tell you who's not. So on their Instagram, right, they had this picture about National Period Day. So let me get this right. You are removing the symbol for women but you want to celebrate national period day is anybody else getting a period other than women because um last time i checked that wasn't the case that wasn't the case at all so if i have a product that's geared to a specific group of people and then i do everything i can to denounce those people in the name of supporting other people that aren't even my target demographic, what kind of business practice is that? Like, I just don't understand. Also, I didn't even know there was a national period day. Whatevs. Moving on. Let me know how you feel. At me, at Mimi said what, hashtag Mimi said what, and let me know. I'm really curious. Am I the only one out here tripping with no luggage? Because I don't feel like I am. All right, moving on. So there was a Tupac Shakur that was in the headline this week. (laughs) No, it wasn't a hologram. It wasn't any of those things. This particular Tupac was busted in Tennessee. Now, the Tupac we all know and loved is dead, right? Well, this one is white, y'all. White. What? (laughs) i had the same questions as everyone else that is his legal name um he allegedly was threatening cops with a knife and johnson city police responded to this call on saturday about 40 year old tupac who had warrants for his arrest when they were trying to detain him (laughs) he uh 
had a blade in his hand. Yeah. They found a syringe and some meth and some other stuff on him. But the man is to, named Tupac Shakur. He's 40 years old. And that is just a hot mess. I just wanted to roll my eyes at this. All right, so we're going to end this on a high note. Outcast. So my husband absolutely loves Outcast. Um, I like their music too, but he's definitely a bigger fan. Uh, matter of fact, the Dungeon family came to the D.C. area this summer. And uh, he and I and some friends went to see it. It was a good time. Obviously, no Andre 3000, but Big Boy and everybody else was there. Well, the ATL is paying tribute to Andre 3000 and Big Boy in a grand way. There is a huge mural that has been painted by an artist. And it's on a wall in Atlanta's Five Point neighborhood. I'm not from Atlanta. I go to Atlanta here and there. I don't know about the Five Points neighborhood area, but that's where this mural is. It's part of a collaboration between some local retailers, Wish ATL, and then the Outer Space Project, which is an outdoor mural project around Atlanta. It's dope, though. It's really, really dope. So while I'm not familiar with Wish, apparently they're like a well-known fashion retailer, and they are kind of geared toward a city's creative crowd and so i guess maybe it makes sense if you're familiar with their brand that they are the ones to do it i sent this to babe and i was like yo we need to take a field trip because we need to go see this in person i want pictures too also i haven't been to the trap house in atlanta and i really want to go and so we might as well go ahead and get a two for one if we go into the a I can say hello to some people. I can eat all of the things because if it's one thing I do in Atlanta is eat my heart out. Oh my God. Everything tastes better in Atlanta. Fight me on that one. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? You can follow me everywhere on social at Mimi Cute Lips and you can follow the podcast at Mimi Said What? on Facebook and Instagram. As you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What. Until next time, cuties.